And now, a few minutes with two of my friends, who will soon be yours, the Techie and the Cowboy. All right, welcome to the Techie and the Cowboy. This is our season finale. We can't believe TW has been a year that we've been doing these episodes, 15 episodes uh, in the bucket. How do you feel, man? I just don't know where the time went. But the thing is, I believe that you and I have learned a lot. And I think the podcasts have gotten better with each successive recording. Absolutely. I mean, we've just been adjusting as we went along from the length of time that we want to be able to have each episode to having guests on and getting the flow with that. Um, it's been a really, really exciting process. And we appreciate all the feedback that we've been getting from the different listeners as well. Yes, especially that. So we're very happy to kind of call back the things that people have pointed out to us to say, that was really good. We'd like to hear it again in a different format. Here it is. So this is kind of like our best of, we'll start with episode one, where we uh, talk about why it is that we even started the Techie and the Cowboys. So let's hear it directly from TW, the Cowboy and Hollister Hunt, the Techie. All right, all right, here we go. Episode one, it's official, TW. You excited, man? I can see, I can see it says recording up at the top. Yeah, it's not, that's not going to be in the, <laughs> the video. <laughs> this just shows how it is that a cowboy is fascinated by the little things of technology. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's supposed to say recording. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Techie Cowboy. Kind of proves why it is that we're here. <laughs> Super excited to be with you guys today. Uh, tell them a little bit about what we're doing here, T.W. Alistair, the techie, and me, T.W., uh, are on a journey, a journey of the spirit, a, a journey with the spirit. Uh, we both feel moved to uh, help our brothers out. Our brothers are all of you out there who are unidentified to us as of yet, who might want to... Uh, hear some of the things that we talk about in hopes that it will give you things really to think about and that you can form your own answers to after you do your own exploration. All we're trying to do is give uh, food for thought. Yeah, T.W. and I were talking and, and <clears throat> we think that there's a need for a space where you can come and get fed by the spirit and then go and spread the word. In other words, a non-judgmental space where we all grow together, just exploring things that us as guys uh, experience and whenever it is that we're going through this journey of, of growing inside of the spirit you know so we're just average everyday guys that are just trying to figure things out and we we're excited about you coming on this journey as we explore different topics that we have run into that we've run into with other guys uh and talk to you about and and maybe you'll you'll join us and enjoy as it is that we go along well the one thing that i like about our kickoff episode is the level of energy that is in there. The, the, the sheer joy we had of embarking on this new experiment, which was a podcast. And it, you know, it's funny because we, we, a lot of times we leave the bloopers in there just because it shows that we're human and that we're everyday people that are just figuring this thing out. So it's fun going through all the episodes and hearing all the, you know, the little hiccups and everything else that, that make this show what it is. And technically I have learned a lot I have watched you on the screen, the monitor that I get to see, and I've learned what you do and saying, wow, I've got the easy part. All I've got to do is talk. <laughs> we have a lot of fun with it. All right, so let's go to episode two. Episode two, we talk about 
faith versus religion. And this was kind of personal to you, TW, because, uh, you know, you talked about the difference between actually going to a church and, you know, growing your faith. So let's hear a little bit of this uh, clip from this show, the part that we got the most feedback from and that we liked the most. And that segues into our next big talking point that we had, which is, uh, do you have to have, uh, do you have to attend a church? Do you have to actually go to a church? And what's the benefits of being able to go to a church and being in this, what people call organized religion world? Well, to, um, to a certain extent, uh, the answer is ultimately is no, because the way that we think of church could be a Western European slash American ideal. After the Romans pursued Christians and fed them to the lions and that kind of stuff, what did the Christians do even in Rome or in other places? They had small groups. They have what we would call today house churches. So you got two, three, four people sitting together, discussing, doing something, praying together. So to an extent, you know, as as scripture says, when two or three are gathered in my name, then you have, effectively, you have a church. So the answer to your question is, do you need to have a, you know, a big church you go to? I'd say no. The benefit of, of being there is you find other like-minded people that can reinforce things that you're doing and reinforce, in fact, your faith. Also, the accountability, I think, of, of being in a group of believers that are headed the same direction as you, which is why it is that I'm a firm believer that you have to be someplace where it is that connects with you. So I kind of treat church like any church that I attend, because I like attending different churches. I like a buffet. I take what I need, and then I leave the rest, right? So if there's something that doesn't resonate with me in the environment and what is said and what is taught, I've built my faith enough that I know what it is that I believe and I know what it is that the Spirit is leading me to do. And then I see if I can get something from every uh, place that I go to where it is that there's a person of faith that's teaching or speaking. Awesome. I mean, this is a big conversation that a lot of people talk about all the time is that do they need to go to church? And it's been said that the actual members and the attendance of church is shrinking as is people think that they can do it on their own or that they don't need church or that they have these all these qualms about religion and the judgmental uh, nature of some of the different churches is driving people away. Um, so this faith versus religion was a great episode to be able to kind of explore that and talk about that and our opinions on that as well. Yes. On the way into the studio this morning, I stopped for a quick meeting with some people and often a table in the corner, there were five or six guys who were having a Bible study of some kind. I just nodded to them. They nodded to me. I didn't know any of them. But I thought, knowing this was coming up as a topic, isn't it interesting that people who may not be of faith can see these five or six guys practicing their faith in the open? It's that reinforcement. Our church is big on talking about the church within the church, meaning the Sunday school class or Bible get-togethers or that kind of thing. But it's important to have someone else walk along with you because the reinforcement is there. I love what you said about it. it doesn't necessarily have to be in an organized building or whatever else. There's a group that I'm really, really interested in, and I was going to try and head out there uh, yesterday to be able to, which is Sunday, to be able to volunteer with them. It's called Soul Church it's inside of Dallas. They meet in downtown Dallas. And it started with the gentleman who was actually homeless, lived on the streets and started getting people together just to be able to talk about the word. As he got rid of the homelessness or as he uh, elevated out of his situation, he continued to come back, brought another gentleman, and they would just bring coffee 
and donuts to anybody who it is that would show up. Now it's transformed into they have pop-up tents that they put up every single uh, Sunday and they feed full meals to the homeless. And he said, there's no judgment. So there's some people that come in that are addicted to different substances. There's some people that come in that haven't bathed or whatever else. And there's no judgment. They could just come in and have uh, the music devotional and the spiritual devotional. And it's just uh, everybody who it is that I know that's attended because our church is one of the supporters of it has said that it's so moving and it's such a raw connection to God and to Christ. And you can really feel the spirit and see the spirit move in people that are, are non-traditional. That if they walk, possibly walked into one of the, the big mega churches, they might feel that judgment or whatever else or, you know, people prejudging who they are. But they can go to this environment uh, and be among people who it is that are going through some of the same things as them and in a non-judgmental environment to celebrate Christ. You know, I think that's what it's all about. Yes. Rather than poetry in motion, it's Christianity in motion. Remember that scripture says the, 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 the great commandment, go. Didn't say sit in your chair just read your devotionals, but go. <laughs> we can do a whole nother podcast episode on that. So let's move on to the next episode, which is why we pray. This was a big one. This is one of my favorite ones because, you know, it's funny as Stephen ministers, we deal with a lot with prayer. Uh, for those of you who don't know and who haven't listened to episodes before, both TW and I are not only just Stephen ministers, but we're Stephen leaders, which means that we have the ability to train and lead Stephen ministry departments. Um, and so it's, it's amazing to be able to find people at different points inside of their faith, where it is that they're either faithful in their prayer and they pray on a regular basis, or they haven't prayed in a long time, or some people only pray whenever it is they need stuff, or some people are really angry at God because of situations that happen in their life and they find it hard to pray. So we kind of explore a little bit of that inside of this, but specifically in this clip, we talk about people who it is that pray for their own benefit, and not necessarily for the right reason. So let's hear what we have to say in this clip. Everybody puts their own spin on a prayer. And so you, you kind of have to think about, okay, so who are you praying for? Are you praying for the people who are sitting in the congregation listening to this and kind of getting something out of it? Or are you trying to impress God? Are you trying to impress yourself? You know, so exactly why do you pray? Is it more powerful if you pray or if somebody says a prayer for you? You know, it's interesting that you say that because I hear some people, they do what I call pray-offs, where it's, they're trying to make the prayer as long as possible. So it seems like that they're really getting into uh, what it is that they're praying for, the person it is that they're praying for. This really frustrates me, especially when it comes to meals. When I'm ready to eat and I get these people that have these long-winded unnecessary um, pre-meal prayers uh, that really I'm like I'm like you who are you praying for are you praying for the people here are you praying to show us that you can pray are you really talking to God or is it just you're trying to get as much stuff in as as possible so that's a really good point uh, who are you praying for are you praying for your own benefit so when we were talking before you said something that really resonated with me when you said that you know God already knows everything so why is it that we pray to him Anyway, so talk a little bit about that. That was that's pretty well. Cool. If uh, you know, reading in the Bible any length of time, you will get the idea that God, you know, God knew you, you know, millennia ago. He knew of your existence. He knew everything you were going to do, that kind of thing. Absolutely. So, so therefore, He knows what you're about to go through. He knows what you are going through, and He knows what you need. That's a long-winded way of saying he knows 
what your requests will be at whatever time. So you're not going to surprise him with anything. Absolutely. So if you, if you, if you accept that logic, then you say, so why, why is it necessary for me to pray if he already knows what I need? Did that, what is that going to, what does that do in the equation? It's kind of like he goes, yep, well, at least Alistair and TW have figured out that they need to pray for this. So, <laughs> and then when, uh, when you talk about that, you know, with other folks who are more learned about scripture and theology and stuff, they say, well, think about it. When you pray and you pray in that way, when you formulate what it is that you need, when you go through the, the various steps where you praise God, you uh, acknowledge his power, you confess, uh, and, and then you make supplication, you ask for things, the methodology of you going through that steps tends to change your heart and the way that you think about things. So you could argue in, in that case that Prayer is actually for you because it changes you. It doesn't change God. Love that. Love that ending point too. Um, you know, and when we think about why it is that we pray, I think it's to be able to enhance our feeling of connection with God, to be able to express what it is that we really need from him, uh, to be able to give him gratitude. You know, one of the ways that I love to start my prayers is by giving gratitude to him and for all the blessings and, and giving him all of the recognition for that to kind of humble ourselves. But, uh, you know, it's really for us just as much as it is to, to be able to tell him what he already knows. I had an interesting experience actually yesterday afternoon. I was with someone and they said to me, you know, you're praying the wrong way. And I said, oh, how should I pray? And they say, when you pray, you will say, I'm acknowledged. I look forward tomorrow to have this meeting or to go that event or to do something specific as opposed to saying, God, what should I do when I go to that meeting or go to that event? And I fall back to myself. I just acknowledge the fact that I was told that and say, yes, God knows that I'm going to that meeting. And what I have to do is be smart enough to listen to what he is telling me to prepare or to give me the answer to my implied question. So listening is a part of praying, and we want to make sure that we get that in. I heard somebody pray before an event. Uh, he was actually out in the hallway getting ready to go up, and he prayed, and he said, Lord, just allow me to be open to what it is that you have me to deliver to these people this morning. You know, Allow me to be able to, to be your tool and your vessel, to be able to speak through me to the people as it is that I'm on stage. And I thought that was really powerful. I mean, he was opening himself up to whatever the spirit had to be able to present to him. He had his PowerPoints, he had his stuff. Uh, you know, I run AV, so he had all of his stuff, but he really wanted to, the Lord to, to be open to speak through him. And I thought that was just a powerful way to pray before you do something. Instead of pray that I don't be nervous or that I don't mess up or you know, all the different things that people may pray for when they're nervous about going in front of you know, three, 400 people. He said, you know, allow me to be the vessel and, and allow, uh, your spirit to be able to flow through me. I thought that was really powerful. Yes, because ultimately it's about him, not about me or you. Absolutely. Which goes right into our next clip that we had, which was episode four. Where we talked about giving to receive uh, and how it is that we should give without wanting anything back. Uh, how it is that sometimes the little things that we do, we don't even realize that we're giving that make a big ripple impact. So let's hear a little bit from this section. This is one of our favorites as well, uh, and probably one of the longest clips that we're going to have because I think it's really important. 
One of the uh, topics that we talked about earlier was the difference between, and it has to do with expectations a bit, but the difference between Christian giving and affecting your karma. You know, in, in the karma equation, if I do something good, you know, like a, a sound wave, it bounces back to me. If I do something bad, something bad is going to come back to me. You've generated good karma or bad karma. And you said that you had listened to one of your uh, your preachers talk about that. Yeah, he talked about how it is that a lot of times we feel like it is that we're filling our bucket, you know, of good things that we that are supposed to do. So that way it is that uh, whenever it's our turn, that's going to come back around. So in other words, I'm trying to rack up all these good points by doing stuff. And then whenever it comes back around, so I've heard people even try and use the whole, so I'm going to do this because I know it's going to come back around tenfold. And I think that that goes back to our giving without uh, having any expectations. Whenever it is that you give for a specific point that's other than helping the person you're giving to and you're expecting something out of it, I think in my mind, it waters down and it diminishes the whole point and the whole reason of why it is that you're giving. So if you're doing this because it is that you want to take a Facebook photo, or if you do it because it is that you want to take an Instagram photo, look at me, look at how much it is that I give and how much it is that I do. And you could tell this because then people get really upset when they're not recognized for their giving. I think that diminishes the whole uh, ability for you to be able to get as much out of it, but it also diminishes your ability to be able to see the blessings in, in giving. I mean, even stuff like whenever it is you go to grocery stores and they have those little bags that you can buy this extra five, six, seven dollars on, on your groceries that goes back to school supplies for somebody who's starting school or groceries for the food bank. Little things like that, I think, have a big ripple effect in the long run because you never know who it is that, that that goes to that may have just needed it. And what I like to do is I like to also, if I'm doing something like that, I also like to say a quick prayer for the person who it is that's going to be receiving it. Uh, you know, just, just as whoever it is that is going to be able to receive this, may this help bless them and may their situation change so that they can be, you know, better in the future. Just something small that, that goes along with my, my giving. So it's not just me adding six or $7 to my groceries. Now I'm really thinking about the person who it may actually go to. And, and you were telling me about an instant that you kind of ran into, uh, you know, at the grocery store the other day. So, so talk a little bit about that because that was pretty cool. Oh, the one where I was last in line? Yes. It was actually Ikea. It wasn't a grocery store. Uh, so they had, uh, I had one thing. I was about one object and lines were long. And they had this thing that says, you know, one to 10 items over here. And there was no line. The reason there was no line is because they'd closed the line, but they hadn't put up the sign that says this line is closed. So I walked up there and the lady had just told the person in front of me, you'll be the last one. And then when I got up there, she realized she hadn't put the sign out. She goes, okay, you will be the last one. Here, put the sign behind you, which said, you know, I'll close. So when I got up there, I said, thank you very much for taking me. You could have just sent me to the other line. I said, um, in return, what I'd like to do is say a prayer for you or your family or something I can pray about. She looked at me and then she, she kind of thought about it and she smiled. And she said, oh, yes, please will you pray for my family finances? We really need all the prayers we can get. So I asked her her name. She told me. So we said a quick little prayer about that. And she beamed and just said, thank you. You've made my day. I got my stuff left. Could have just said nothing. But, you know, I was... I was prepared to do that. So her being able to, to give, and she didn't even know that she was doing it by allowing you to be able to get into the line, and then your ability to be able to give back to her by uh, praying with her, uh, and then see that that comes with that whole thing of 
it just creates a ripple effect. So one thing rippled another, and now you're able to be able to make her feel better about her situation, knowing that she has somebody praying for you, which is what we talked about in the last episode. It's just the power of knowing that somebody is praying for you has its own sense of relief that you get from that. So well, one, of the, one of the things that I guess is just the, my DNA, the way that I'm built, yeah, my Christian DNA, I guess I should say, is that to me, one of the easiest and most impactful things that you can give is a compliment. And a, an easy compliment to give is to say, thank you and mean it. Um, which I make sure that I always do when I had staff, I make sure that they were acknowledged for doing the things that they did, whether it was just doing their job well every day or doing something a little extra. I made sure they knew, I knew, and they were complimented. And that's uh, one of those situations that we're talking about where it is you just find different ways to be able to give, expecting nothing in return. You never know how it is that that may have shifted just from that one compliment. Great episode. Definitely one of those ones that I would suggest going back and listen to the whole thing. There's so many golden nuggets in there about, you know, just giving in general. And when we first met, you know, for those of you who remember from the episode before, the way that TW and I met is that we were actually at that Stephen Leader training conference. And and uh, actually we met because we were lazy. Uh, you know, we were supposed to get up and walk around the room and find a, a partner to be able to partner up with. And he was sitting at the same table and we said, oh, great. Somebody you don't know, great. You're somebody I don't know, you're sitting right here. We don't want to move. So let's <laughs> let's go ahead and, and meet up. Little do we know that it was a God-ordained thing. You know, him being from Texas, we hit off right then, uh, you know, because I had on my name badge that I was actually lived in Texas and he's in Georgia. But he said, you know, I'm a Texas boy. And so we, we connected on that. Uh, and now here it is, what, almost two years later, a year and a half later. Uh, wow, time flies, right? A year and a half later, we've been prayer partners. We meet several times a week uh, via Zoom webinar. Since he's still in Georgia, I'm in Texas to be able to to pray together and uh, do life together and start this podcast together, all from, you know, following the Spirit. But when we were at that conference, where I'm kind of going to with my point, is where we were at that conference, one of the things that uh, TW taught me. And one of the things I would have never thought about before, every time it is that we went out to eat, they fed us most of the time, but we got a couple of times to be able to go out into the city and eat. Whenever it is that we would go up to the register or whenever we would go to pay, TW, one of the final things that he would say to the person, I'll let you do it because you do it better than I do, TW. What's one of the things that you would say whenever it is that we're about to check out? And, uh, you know, the final thing you would say to the people that were serving us. I would say, is there something I can pray for you about? And he did a couple of times. He threw me under the bus, not knowing that he was going to do this. He said, is there something that my friend here, Alistair, could pray for you <laughs> about? And I'm like, what? Me? Tag, <laughs> you're it. <laughs> but it's just funny, that little act of kindness. It's, it's amazing watching the people's face whenever you ask to pray for them. Because maybe they've never had anybody ask to pray for them or they never thought that a complete and total stranger who they just are checking out, <laughs> you know, they're just receiving money for as part of their job would actually take the time and, and the gratitude that we got from some of the people who said, thank you so much. I needed that or that was right on time. I mean, one lady actually, she was like, she's, she was blown away. She's like, and it was at Chick-fil-A. And she was like, you know, even though this is a Christian organization and I, I love this organization, you just don't hear that much about faith here. And she had just moved to the area and, uh, you know, with her husband, who was a preacher or minister. And so they relocated and she was going through a tough time making the adjustments. They went from a, a non-denominational church to a Baptist church. So there were some transitions there. And just us asking, uh, can we pray for her? She said, "This you, you won't believe how much of uh, this means to me. 
for y'all to be able to pray with me because she's a very firm believer and uh, just checking us out made all the difference. So sometimes you've got to give to receive and not expect anything in return. Uh, we weren't doing it because it is that we expected anything, but it's amazing the ripple effect that happens from that. If, if you concentrate on the fact that a person asked the other day to a group of us, are you saved because you have faith? His answer was, no, you are saved because you have grace. You did not deserve it, but you got it. It was a gift. And so how can you not give to others since God Almighty sacrificed his son so that we could get something that we did not deserve? Giving should be easy for us. Love it. So for our final episode, one of the things that TW and I wanted to do is to bring on different men that have that are part of our lives or had impact on our lives that we really respect. Uh, so our first guest was Moby from Moby in the Morning, you know, a, accomplished radio DJ in several different aspects of life. Uh, and we wanted to be able to bring him on not only as our guest, he's also the one that does our intro uh, to Tech in the Cowboy in the outro. So you'll recognize the voice from that. And he's also the person who it is that's done TW's audiobooks because TW is a writer. He has some books. So he's done the audio for those books as well. So, you know, uh, in, integrated in different parts of our lives. So we said, let's bring him on and talk to him about his faith, his faith journey. Uh, he was a shock jock when he first got started. So, you know, definitely not on the, on the Christian side from a radio standpoint, but just how that transition happened to his life. This clip that we're going to play is, is one of the parts where he got really vulnerable inside of the interview, which I love. And he talks about how he accepted Christ. So let's hear from Moby about that moment and how it is that he knew that, uh, you know, that he wanted to be, a follower of Christ. I remember when I, when I first gave my heart to Christ, I was uh, nine years old and it was Homestead Methodist church outside of my hometown of Crossville, Tennessee. My grandfather, who's the dearest man in my life, built that church. He and his, his buddies built that church. And every, every uh, Sunday morning, me and Papa would get up at four o'clock and go build the fire down in the furnace. So the church would be warm for services. And, uh, I remember that so well, but we'd get up at four o'clock, go build a fire and then go back home. Nanny would have breakfast made and then we'd go to church. And there was a, I can feel myself starting to puddle up right now. This is going to be hard for me. So anyhow, we, 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 we'd go to church and there was a Sunday morning cause I had been feeling not troubled. Isn't the word, but I had been feeling, I think now as an adult, I can say I had been feeling led to the decision I made this one Sunday morning when I was nine years old. The pastor, who and I'm ashamed to say, I can't remember his name, but he delivered a message that morning that made me feel more strongly led. Wow. And I got up from my pew at the end of the service when the invocation was given, and I went and I got to my knees at the altar. And I was there and I was in prayer. And all of a sudden, oh boy, here it comes. All of a sudden, I felt this very strong arm around my shoulder because I'd given my life to Christ and my granddaddy, God bless him. He had lived every moment of his life in that fashion. And at that moment with that strong arm over my shoulder, I knew that my granddaddy was proud of me and that Jesus Christ had accepted me. Wow. <laughs> I told you I cried. Yeah, that's an amazing story. Wow. I mean, that's, that's definitely one of those interviews that you want to go back and watch that whole episode. It's episode five. Um, because there was just so many different things that him revealing different path that he took in his life that, that resonate with so many different people. It's one of the ones that we got a lot of 
a great feedback from tw what what really hits you inside of that that episode well of course i knew moby for several years before he came on the podcast our relationship changed got very close over that time period when we both discovered that we were christian of course the material that i was writing was christian based and so he warmed up to that and he warmed up to that and as a result of it we started having conversations one of the last conversations we've had since we've made this podcast one of his siblings a sister died unexpectedly and it hit him pretty hard so he and i have had several long conversations as i'm trying to help walk alongside him as he deals with his grief but the sincerity of the man measures up to his professional public persona which is a lot of bluster but when you get behind that you find that he's a very dear person and i i love the man so definitely worth going to listening to but those are the first five episodes we're splitting it up into groups of five because one of the things that we learned as we were going through is that people like short and concise <laughs> episodes so we, we split them up into five we're just going through and we're kind of picking the best of these different ones every one of them were so powerful uh, every one of them had different points where it is that we felt the spirit bleed through so we're going to be sharing those with you so hopefully you enjoyed definitely go to our facebook page and our instagram page and share with us your opinions and your comments and what it is that you think and what's your favorite episode that you like of the techie and cowboy out of 15 that we did uh, and which section of those episodes and we'll try and highlight those as we go forward so to sign off this is alistair hunt the techie and this is tw lawrence aka the cowboy and thank you for joining us on our yearly anniversary one year anniversary <laughs> celebration and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon let's kick that country outro that's it for this episode join us again next time for the techie and the cowboy hit us up on our website thetechieandthecowboy.com let us know what y'all think